we are going to have uh, baby dedications, child dedications, in a few moments this morning. And it's always a blessed time uh, to be able to do that, to see parents come and, and dedicate their children uh, to the Lord. But before we do that, we're going to do something a little different. What I would like to do this morning is to preach a short message. Some of you say, well, okay, well, define short. <laughs> Don't ever ask that from a preacher to define short, because you'll get a million different variations of time frames. But according to me, <laughs> it's going to be a, a short uh, message, praise God, because I want to prepare those families, those parents for what they're doing, what they're acknowledging when we have baby dedications, children dedications. I read a story about a lady who was in church having problems with one of her children, and uh, she spoke to the pastor and said, you know, I'd like to give them back. But I didn't do it because I thought God would have a no-return policy on kids. And besides, I lost the receipt. The truth is, there's not a parent here this morning who haven't had a few moments with their children and had those kind of thoughts when they would like to have given them back, gone to God's customer return counter, and say, here you go, you can have them back. I want my money back. We all as parents have had those moments with our children. But we have to remember also, as parents, we were kids one time also. It may not look like it, but we were kids, and we had the, I guarantee you, our parents had those times where they said, man, do the neighbors need any new kids? We love our children. We understand that God's children are gifts to us as parents. And this morning, those parents who are going to be presenting their children, dedicating their children to the Lord, have a significance. What does it signify? Significant. Signify when a parent dedicates their child to the Lord. Is it just a ritual, something we do, so a plaque or a piece of paper can be handed out? Or does it have lifetime implications for both parent and child? Let's find out from the Word of God. We're going to read a story about a woman named Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Hannah was barren and unable to have children, and she would cry out to the Lord always to, to, for God to bless her to bless her with a child so that that child would be able to serve God. And one day she found that she was going to have a child. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, and start with verse 9, and I entitled this message, Give Back to God. Give Back to God. Now some of you might think, well, he's going to be talking about money, but not this time. In First, chapter, uh, First Samuel chapter 1, in verse 9, Word of God says, Once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. She was a prayer warrior, Hannah. Eli, the priest, was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. 
Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord, and she made this vow. O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord and his hair will never be cut. So I have a question for those parents who are here today, not the ones who are getting ready to dedicate their children, but for those of us who have already had their children grow up, etc., and so on. Have we made a vow to the Lord to give our children back to him? Have you made a vow to God and said, Dear God, this child of mine that I gave birth to, whenever that time was, I am releasing them to you. I am giving them back to you. That's so important. That is a, a, a critical statement because it signifies so, so many things uh, in our lives and affects not only us as parents, but our children. And then it continues on there in verse 27 and verse 28. Sarah, or Hannah, now has the child, and she prays, and she says, I asked the Lord to give me this boy, and he granted my request. Now I am giving him back to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life, and they worshipped the Lord. You see, Hannah made a vow to God. She made a promise to God that if he would answer her prayer and give her a child, a boy, that she would return that child, give that boy back to God. And so Hannah brings Samuel, her son, for whom she prayed and, 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 and made this promise and presented him to God and uh, to the prophet Eli, the priest. That vow, we don't take lightly. God does not take that vow lightly. It's like when someone gets married and they make a marriage vow. It is a promise to, what, to the other person that they will be together till death do them part. No expiration dates when it comes to a vow to God. How many can say amen this morning? In any area, in any case, marriage or otherwise, when it comes to children, specifically, we're talking about this morning, when we make a vow to return that child to God, we have to keep that vow. One of the most interesting examples, dramatic example of a man who made a vow to give his child back to God was named Abraham. We know the story of Abraham offering, bringing his child to Mount Moriah and was willing to sacrifice his child because God asked for Abraham to bring his child, Isaac, to this mountain and offer him as a sacrifice to the Lord. And Isaac was Abraham's only one child, the promised child, the miracle child, 99 years old were Abraham and Sarah and had a child. That's a miracle. Some of you are scared. 
If God wants to work a miracle, don't fight it. But other than that, it was a miracle for Abraham and Sarah. And he was willing to give that child back, and we know the story. You see, because Abraham gave Isaac back to God, and because Hannah gave her child back to God, God blessed them both abundantly and prospered them both abundantly. They both, these children, entered into the best that God had for their lives. Isaac prospered in all that he did and became the forefather of our Lord Jesus Christ. Think about that. When we give our children back to God, they step into God's perfect plan for their lives. What does it mean when we make this vow to God and dedicate our children to the Lord? Number one, our vow is a confirmation of our love for God, that he is number one in our lives. The first thing you're saying when you give your child back is that you love God even more than you love your child. Now, that may be a hard concept for some folks. Say, no, 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 I love my child more than anything else. Well, I get it. And God wants us to love our child with all that we have and all of our strength. But God wants you to love him more. Because when you love God more, you will do whatever's best for your child to serve the Lord. You will do whatever's best for your family to serve the Lord. And because you do, no matter how difficult it is during those times uh, to bring that child up, when you have to correct them, when you have to bring instruction into their lives, you will do that. Why? Because you love God. Because God is number one in your life. Because he is the number one love in your life. And you will do whatever it takes to encourage and to help that child. The sad thing we see in our society today is that when people don't have a love for God, and God is not their number one love in life, we read so many terrible things that happen they allow to take place in their children's lives. Our children are precious to us, but don't ever allow your child to take the place of God. Don't ever allow your child to be loved more than you love God. Abraham proved his supreme love for God by his willingness to sacrifice Isaac. Hannah proved her love for God because of the vow she made to the Lord and was willing to let her child go back to be raised by the man of God in the service of God. She released her child. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 37, Jesus writes or speaks and says, he who is loving father or mother above me is not worthy of me. And he who is loving son or daughter above me is not worthy of me also. So see, we have the order of love that God expects us to have. And for you and I as parents, our love for Jesus Christ, the Son of God, needs to be supreme. 
And here's many times when the problem comes is that we allow the two to become transposed and we don't do what's best for our children many times because we feel so sorry for them. We feel bad for them. We don't want to hurt them. Without realizing that we make decisions not based on God's word for their lives, but we make decisions based on what they want or what society says is best for them, we cause them to miss out on the best God has for them. It's difficult, I know, as a parent to keep God number one in your life and not allow your feelings for your child to get in the way. How many can say amen, parents? Come on, be honest, we're in church. It's hard sometimes to bring the correction and instruction that, that God says we need to simply because we love our children. We want the best for them. Well, the best for them comes from God. The best for them comes from God. When Jesus was asked what the greatest commandments of all was, he said in Mark chapter 12 and verse 29, the first of all the commandments is, you shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. This is the first commandment. And then he goes on and talks about our neighbors. So God needs to be number one. Love your children, mom and dad. But be an example to them, a godly example of one who loves God. And God is your greatest priority in your life. And when you do that, your life will be blessed and their life will be blessed. Secondly, when you make a vow to God to dedicate your child, it's a clarification of who owns that child. Who does that child belong to? Well, yeah, I gave birth. I have the birth papers, that, and, and, and they look like him, and so it's ours. Or they look like her, and it's ours. Okay, well, that might be so. But when you give your child to God, you're making a vow that that child is a gift from God, and that child really doesn't belong to us, but that they belong to God. This is what Hannah was saying. My Lord, she was saying, this child does not belong to me, but to you. Do with him as you please. Whatever you need in his life, whatever you need to do in his or her life, they are yours, God. I release them. Psalms 127, verse 3, puts it this way. Children are the heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. See, when we make that vow, that promise to God, what we're saying, that our children belong to God and we're only stewards of them. God has only given to, them, to us for that time that they are here on earth to, to teach them and to instruct them. That word heritage means inheritance. God inherits your child to be his when we dedicate them to the Lord. So what does that mean? If we're only stewards of them and God has called us and given us the privilege to be caretakers of them, then it means we better be very, very, very careful about 
how we treat them and take care of them. Think about that. We better think twice of how we speak to them, how we take care of them, how we provide for them, because they belong to God. They belong to God. When parents abuse their children physically, verbally, sexually, or otherwise today, they're abusing what belongs to God. And be assured that God will judge those who abuse his children. And this is, this is the reality when we stop and think about it that the reason why, and, and there's a strategy and strategic moves that Satan wants to, to, to implement in our society to remove that aspect from the family and the parents. That that child belongs, uh, number one, to God and to be raised by the parents. Remove that so that now they belong to us and that now we know what's best for them and we know what's best for them to learn and how they should live. Children are God's heritage, inheritance, so we have great responsibilities, yes, to love them, to care for them, to nurture them, to teach them, to protect them, to bring discipline in their lives, and to tell them about the Son of God, Jesus Christ to prepare them for life in service to God and to help other people. That's the job that we have uh, as caretakers of the gift that God has given to us, those children. You see, your vow to dedicate your child to the Lord is a commitment to raise them up in God's way. You're making a commitment that God, this child, is going to learn about you and your ways. And that's the vow that I am making. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, Paul teaches that we are to raise our children in the, now, now mark it down, nurture and admonition of the Lord. We are to nurture them and admonish them according to the Word of God. What do these two words mean? What does that mean, nurture and admonish? The word nurture translated means uh, to bring a structure to that child. A structure has support systems. And the, as this building does, there are support systems for this this building, so that it can withstand X amount of movement, etc., and so on. Thank God we just got our roof done. It's still not finished yet. We still have to do part of it, but thank you so much. You're, we're still trying to get, finish the, the payments of that, so please be faithful in your pledge for that roof. But the roof is part of the structure. And so it is with our children. When Paul writes, we are to nurture them. We are to bring a godly structure around their lives. What does that mean? It means discipline, godly discipline, godly correction when needed, training them. That's what it means also for life experiences. According to the Word of God, we bring structure to their life instead of just Letting them do whatever they want to do. 
And it seems like today, parents just let their kids go wherever they want to go, do whatever they want to do, live however they want to live, say whatever they want to say, and it's mind-boggling because many of these children have no structure or nurturing. They allow society to nurture them. They allow the school system to nurture them. They allow the government to nurture them. No, 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 parent. It's your job as a Christian, according to God's word, to bring structure into their life. Admonishment. That word admonishment means exhortation, warning, correction, and counsel. And these are all verbal, if you've noticed that. So you're to speak to your child, teach your child, correct your child, warn them about the dangers of things in this world that can destroy their lives. Bring correction if they don't want to receive uh, that admonishment or that counsel. Then you correct them. As long as they're under your roof, they, you correct them. The child is not the parent. The parent is the, the parent, and the child is the child. Sometimes it's backwards. It's unfortunate, but it needs to be right. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing, because there is a process to the vow that we make when we dedicate our children to the Lord. So Paul is saying, bring your child up or your children up with God's structure and discipline, correction and counsel. Train your child, as Paul writes in the Word of God. It takes commitment, parents. How many can say amen? Those of us who've raised our children in the things of God, it takes commitment, dedication to do that. It's not something we take lightly. So remember, you're in charge, not the state. Okay? You're in charge, not the school district. When, when they, don't, they say they don't have to tell you what your child is doing, first thing you do is pull your kid out of that school, and then you tell them off. Right? That's the way it goes. That's the order. Pull them out, put them somewhere else, and then you tell them why you did it. As for me and my house, that's the Joshua principle. We're going to serve the Lord. That's it. And this is what we need more of today from the people of God. Lastly, your vow. See, I told you it was short. Let me make sure. Oh, this is only part one. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Your vow of dedicating to the Lord your child is you're going to claim God's plan and God's promises for your child's life. You're saying, I am dedicating this child, I am presenting this child to you, and God, I am going to bring them in to your plan for their life. Not my plan, but God, what you want for them. But I want my, my, my child to be a baseball star, a football star, a tennis star, a soccer star, a, 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 a rock star, or whatever kind of, you know, star you, you think. 
No, God, I want my child to be whatever you want them to be, and I'm going to teach them the principles about that. And God, if you want them to be a rock star for Christian music, then go ahead and do that. God, if you want them to be a tennis star for Jesus, then go ahead and whatever you want, God. But God, I want them in your plan. I want them to be blessed by your hand. You see, in Genesis chapter 22, and in verse 16 through 18, God speaks to Abraham. Because God doesn't take lightly our willingness to sacrifice our children. He understands the difficulty of, of doing that. Didn't he sacrifice his old son for you and I? Didn't he give his one and only son to die on the cross for our sins and our iniquities? Do you think it not hurt him to do that? He understands what it is to be a parent. Parent. Sometimes we think that God is, is, is out of touch. But God, you ever said this? I don't know how you, you don't know how I feel. You don't know what I'm going through. Come on, get a life. We're here because God is, understands perfectly what we're going through. And he doesn't take it lightly when we do sacrifice and make the, those, de, those sacrifices to dedicate our children to the Lord and the processes that I spoke about. But then he also rewards for doing that. So listen in Genesis 22 and verse 16. The angel of God spoke from heaven a second time to Abraham. I swear... God's sure word, because you have gone through with this, talking about Abraham's willingness to sacrifice Isaac. You have gone through with this and have not refused to give me your son, your dear son. I bless you. Oh, how I will bless you. And I will make sure that your children flourish like stars in the sky, like sand on the beaches. All nations on earth will find themselves blessed through your descendants. Why? Because you obeyed me. Think about that. God said to Abraham through the angel, because you didn't pull back, because you trusted me, because you obeyed me, and you gave Isaac back to me, guess what I'm going to do? I am going to multiply blessings upon his life. I am going to cause his descendants to be blessed. There is a lineage of blessing when we raise our children according to the promises of God. And God brings blessing upon blessing, not only upon the children, but upon you and I as parents. Our children are blessed by our obedience to God and likewise can be cursed through our disobedience to God when we refuse to bless, uh, obey God according to his word. What you're doing, parent, this morning, and those of us who have already gone through this process, is you're positioning your child 
for the greatest blessings that they can ever receive in life. You are putting them in a position that is saying, man, God is going to bless, as they say, my kids' socks off. When they grow up, they're going to prosper. They're going to be blessed. They're going to be fruitful. And so will their children when they do the same thing. Proverbs 22.6 gives us the general principle that I mentioned earlier. Train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they are old or he is old, he will not depart from it. Train them, teach them, exhort them, guide them, admonish them, nurture them. This is what God's plan is for our lives today. So in saying all of this, I'd like to call up this morning those parents, get ready, who are going to be presenting and dedicating their children to the Lord this morning. First and foremost, I'd like to call up Jonah Aragon, parents Richard and Stephanie Aragon. Would you guys come? Oh. They're not here today. I apologize. It was crossed off on... This one. All right. So let me call up then Austin Jacob Gaxiola, Adeline Sage Gaxiola, parents Joseph and Valerie Aragon. Let's all stand as they make their way up this, this uh, morning. <laughs> Next, we are going to have Micah Nicholas Penalber. Uh, calling up Pastor Matt and Monica Penalber. Awesome. Next, we are calling up Joy Heraldis and Justin Heraldis. Pastor Dan and Christina Heraldis' parents. They're going to make their way up. Then we are going to call up Zuleika Y. Sanchez David and uh, parents are Jamie Sanchez and, and uh, Jessica and David. So would you folks come up wherever you might be. And uh, let's see, then we are going to call up Zivin Dubon. Uh, parents are Johnny uh, Dubon and Carla Ocampo. Would you folks come up this morning? Praise God. Good to see so many families obeying God's command. Be fruitful and multiply. Then we're going to call up Jaden Chaleno. Parents, Jeffrey and Monica Chaleno, would you please make your way up also this morning?
Jaden and James Stellano. I apologize. I mean, I think, I think I didn't call up James. How can I do it? They look so cool. Right. And then we're going to call up Paul E. Carpenter, the fourth parent. Paul E. Carpenter, come up. And uh, Mom Nakia also. He's going to come up. Wow, look at this. Wow. Congratulations, parents, on, on having beautiful children and, and for your step of faith in dedicating these beautiful children to God. You're giving them back this morning to God. You can't give them away. You got to take them back home. But now... God says, I'm going to show you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you wisdom for the raising of these children because they are going to be so, so blessed. And, and, and God is going to so have his hand upon each and every single one of them. You parents as well, God bless you for taking that step. And so we're going to pray this morning if we could outstretch our hands here today. Pastors, if you would, come up and, and help us pray for these parents. Thank God we have pastors here this morning to do that. Praise God. All right, let's go ahead and start praying. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray right now, Father, for mom and dad. I ask you, God, for continued wisdom in their life, Father God, as they give back these children to you. For your honor and for your glory, God, help them. Give them strength every day as they raise their children and anoint them, Father God. These children, bless them upon their life, God. Guide them every day. Surround them with your Holy Spirit. Protect them, God. In Jesus' name, Father, guide them into your blessings and uh, fruitfulness. Father, I pray for Pastor Dan and Sister Christina. Lord God, that you continue to guide them also their lives. Father God, that you bring to them anointing, a supernatural outpouring of favor upon them. God, as they raise these beautiful children, as they return them to you, dear God, protect them, surround them also with your hedge of protection, supernaturally, God, blessing upon their life, fruitfulness and prosperity. Dear Lord, I pray for these precious children. Father God, that your Holy Spirit would surround them with your grace, your goodness, and mercy. Multiply blessing upon them, Father God, protection upon them. And Father, for mom and dad, I pray today, God, for strength. I pray for wisdom. I pray for direction, dear God. I pray for your Holy Spirit to bring guidance, courage, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Blessing multiplied, God, upon Matt and Monica, Pastor Matt and Monica, God, around their lives, Father, as they continue, Father, to serve you, blessing, wisdom, and fruitfulness, God, upon this child, Father, bless this young boy, blessing abundantly, protection, and favor in the name of Jesus for this family, dear God, thank you for your Holy Spirit, 
Thank you for the privilege, God, of serving you. Give them favor. Give them faith. Increase their confidence and trust in you every day, Father God, for this child as they return this child to you, God. Protect this child. Surround this child with your love, your angels daily, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah, Father. Blessing, fruitfulness, anointing, prosperity, God. Favor upon their lives, I pray. In the name of Jesus, dear Lord, that you take control every day, God, as they serve you and give them guidance for this child. Blessing, anointing, protection upon this child and fruitfulness. Father, I pray for Paul, God, and for his son, daughter. And I pray right now, dear God, in Jesus' name, Father, for this child, for this young man, that you bring blessing upon his life, protection, Father God, and for his mother, dear God that you also bring grace and mercy upon them. Open doors for them, dear Lord. Provide for them supernaturally. Give them favor from above. In Jesus' name, I pray this young man. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Let's give God praise this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, parents. Blessing upon you all. We're going to have refreshments. We're not done yet. We're going to have refreshments afterwards in the fellowship hall. So you're more than welcome to be there. But you can go ahead and take your seats. And you guys can go ahead and go back to your seats also. Thank you so much. One more time. Praise God. Amen. Awesome blessing to be able to have these parents come up and dedicate their children uh, to the Lord this morning. Thank you so very much. We are now going to uh, prepare for communion. We're going to have communion this morning. And so as our ushers come, our worship team uh, makes their way back up for communion service. They can make their way up this morning. Praise God. God is so good to us. God is so gracious to us. God is so awesome to us this morning. So many things that God wants to continue to do in our lives, in our ministries, as we put him number one for us. And, you know, as, as I didn't make the altar call for the general congregation, but I know that as I was ministering and talking about those areas of dedication, the vow that we also make as adults when we ask Jesus to come into our lives, when we ask the Lord to be uh, uh, the, the supreme ruler in our lives, God Almighty, that we are making a, a vow that says, God, I will serve you, I will love you, and you will be number one in my life. I promise that. I dedicate my life to you, Lord. And Lord... I promise and I make a vow that according to your word, I will, I will live my life. I will live by the structure of your word. I will surround my home by the structure of your word so that there will be a sure foundation so that God, I will have me and my family blessed by you. So, so important this morning that we understand that when we get saved and we give our lives to Jesus, the vow that we are making before the Lord 
just as these parents did in returning their children to God. Hallelujah.